Hey team, this is Grant David Collins and welcome to Giving is a Skill, a grassroots giving podcast where ordinary people like you and me learn how to create meaning, impact, and connection with our time, talents, and money, regardless of the amount. On this episode, we get to explore the basic how-tos behind building the skill set of giving. So let's get started. This week, we get the opportunity to really talk about where this podcast, Giving is a Skill, where it is going. And to really hit this home, I wanted to bring back a special guest from one of our last podcasts, the one and only Amber Larson, everyone. Oh, my gosh. Hello. Nice. Wow, that was not yeah, there's so much applause. Okay. Hi, everyone. Oh, my word. Look at this. What a happy sight. So the what reason I wanted to bring Amber back is because she's in the background, and we've been talking a lot about what we are going to be doing moving forward. And I just really felt like it would be really good for us to talk through it together for you so that you can have a really good sense of where we are headed. So Amber, thank you for jumping back on the podcast. Of course. It's so much fun being back on the podcast. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. Amber and I always have a good time when she's <laughs> on the podcast. So even if it's not for their sake, it is definitely for mine. So. It's a joy. So it was really interesting as, as Amber and I and some of the other people that are involved with grassroots giving and the Giving is a Skill podcast, as we started to think through what we would want to rebrand basement philanthropy into, uh, one thing that really stuck out to all of us is this concept of giving is a skill. And the reason why is because I think that for me, that was the most crucial pivot that I made in my thinking as I started to get involved with giving. And so it, it really was just a really obvious thing as we started to get to understand, yeah, this is where we're headed. This is what we want to do. Therefore, this should be the name of the podcast. Is that mm -hmm. kind of how you felt, Amber? Oh, yeah. It's definitely something that, like with anything that you do that's new or uncomfortable, it always is, it always takes practice, right? And I think giving is something that's hard for a lot of people to do, especially if it's to a demographic or an organization or a cause that they're unfamiliar with or haven't had a lot of experience with, it can feel uncomfortable and new and that makes it difficult. And so it's so important to develop this as a skill so that you can get out of that comfort zone and make it less of an obstacle. So, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So as we put together the concept of giving being a skill, I, I think the next obvious piece of research that we started to do on our end was like, okay, Developing a skill is like a pretty obvious thing. Let's go learn from everybody on the internet how to develop a skill, right? Yeah, we tried our best. <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems like the logical next move. But the funny thing was is that as both Amber and I attempted to do research around this topic, it was like nothing. It was so hard. There's so much on building habits, yeah. but hardly anything on how to build a skill, just like in general. Yeah, it was wild. Which is weird because obviously habits are a part of building a skill, but it's yeah. not like the actual skill side right. of the equation. So it was just really strange. But what we discovered was that we actually could find a lot of information around like specific skill development. So rather than just being like a general concept, it was more of this concept of, hey, if you want to develop X skill, this is how you do that thing. Mm -hmm. And so we decided that we were going to take 
one of those skills in this podcast and kind of walk you through as the audience, like what it looks like from our perspective to build a skill, because moving forward, that is exactly what you're going to get on this podcast. Every week, we're going to be focusing on a different aspect of developing the skill set of giving, and we're not going to be able to cover all of those things all at once. And so that's why when you come week to week, it's going to be focusing on one of these elements or a couple of these elements and how it really facilitates this skill set of giving. And so really what we wanted to really frame this all around today was actually basketball. We did. Yeah, the free throws of giving. Oh, wow. What a what a good title. Such a concept. <laughs> I love it. It's so perfect for what we're talking about. Yeah, so we're going to just reference free throws a lot today. So if you don't have any reference to free throws, like you could YouTube it. I don't know if anybody in our audience doesn't know what a free throw is. We were actually talking about this earlier. This is kind of side tangent, and this is what you get when Amber's on the podcast is you get side tangents. Uh, we were thinking about why it's called a free throw. Yeah. It's why? kind of weird imagery, right? Like, you know it's like a free shot. That makes sense. Yeah. Free throw. I can just imagine LeBron just James throw. like, Hucking the basketball <laughs> one-handed <laughs> just launching yeah. it off one side yeah that was what we had a lengthy conversation about we did we had a lengthy conversation <laughs> we're gonna cut it on this one but uh yeah we had a fairly lengthy conversation but uh so free throws are something that is in basketball that happens when somebody is fouled or something else happens in the game that the other team the team that that has happened to gets a free chance to shoot the ball. Now, the reason why we wanted to compare it to this is because of all the things in basketball, I think that is the most relatable is like, oh, that's a skill. It's an obvious skill to be able to shoot this particular shot in a way that makes a difference yes. in the game. Mm -hmm. And so we've really boiled down this like concept of developing a skill into five different components. Yes. And we're going to walk through each one of those and talk about how it relates to giving and tie it all back to, hey, this is what the podcast is going to look like. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, And hopefully this all makes sense with free throws as the example. Let's I think it will. I agree. Hang in there. Okay, let's go, Amber. You, you start us off. Uh, gladly. Uh, so the first part that we've identified as being the essential background information to developing a skill is the part that we've called knowledge, which is essentially being able to identify or like describe with words or ideas what that skill even is. So if I've never played basketball before... But I, someone was describing to me what a free throw is. They'd say like, okay, you stand at this line on the court and the hoop is in front of you and you hold the ball like this and you throw it, right? Someone can describe that to me and I can know logistically or in words what that is. Like I can identify and say, oh, that is a free throw. Yeah. Right. Even if I've never done one, I can tell you what a free throw is. Yeah. It's kind of like the step by step order of mm -hmm. operations, the like knowledge you have in order to get to performing that particular skill. Exactly. And I think it's not only like circumstantial, but it's also the action behind it as well. So like, mm -hmm. how do we get to a free throw is one thing. It's a piece of the knowledge right. as well as how do you shoot a good free throw yes. is also a piece of mm -hmm. the knowledge equation. Yep. So I think that those are both really important. And obviously when we're talking about giving, that is the exact same thing. Like how you get to the actual giving or the place that you put yourself in or the the view you have to have on the world is just as important as the actual 
component of walking through yes, and giving. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The background knowledge is always a crucial step. Yeah. So having having that knowledge we think is really important. And we're going to be talking a lot about that on this podcast. Yeah. The second thing that we were talking about or that we've been thinking about is this concept of of practicing. And when it comes to free throws, like I think that that is the most practiced element of the basketball game. And as we were thinking about basketball icons, we had to bring up Steph Curry. Obviously. Regardless of what you feel about Steph Curry, <laughs> he is the top percentage shooter in the NBA. And it makes sense. He he makes over 90%, 90.87% of free throws, which is just insane. So many free throws. As somebody that's played basketball in his life, that is just absolutely unbelievable. But it makes sense because Steph Curry shoots on average about 2,000 practice shots a week. And some of those are going to be free throws. Not all of them are free throws, but a free throw is really just an extension of your shot anyway. And so it makes sense that Steph Curry not only has the information behind what he's doing, but he also is putting in the time to be able to learn from that experience. And again, with giving, it's one thing to think about giving. It's a completely different picture to actually go out and do it. Oh, yeah. It feels different. And it's easy. I mean, you can talk a good talk, right? Like, yeah. it's easy to say, oh, yes, the giving is a great thing to do. But then actually going out and doing it is totally different. Yeah. I can know on paper what a good example of giving is. But until I actually go and try that thing for myself, it's it's a completely different world. Yeah. And that's actually what what got me into this whole space is I went out and like I practiced. and I was like, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually what made it. So like I, um, jumped in and, and, and did that. So that's, uh, what was really kind of the, the catalyst around this whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, the next piece that we want to speak into is the concept of habits mm-hmm. and kind of the, the reason that we wanted to speak into it in this way is because when it comes to habits, like that is what happens because you practice. Like that is what evolves. That's what makes like Steph Curry so good at being able to shoot these free throws is this concept of habits. Mm-hmm. So um, Amber, I think you have some things to share about I habits. do. I did some research. I did a little bit of digging um, and trying to learn about how to build skills when we I just kind of kept coming up on information about how to build habits. So we learned a lot about building habits. Um, but there's an article that is called the multiple effects of practice, skill, habit, and reduced cognitive load. So if you want to go Google that, you're welcome to, it's a great article. Um, so I'm going to read the fancy words about their definition of, uh, practice and habits, and then I'll kind of summarize it in layman's terms or in Amber's terms. Perfect. Um, so this article says practice has a multitude of effects on behavior, including increasing the speed of performance, rendering the practiced behavior habitual and reducing the cognitive load required to perform the task. These effects are often collectively referred to as automaticity, like automatic automaticity. I'm assuming I said that right. I might not have. Here we argue that these effects can be explained as multiple consequences of a single principle, caching the outcome of frequently occurring computations. So that was all a lot of big jargon. That was a lot of big words. So here's essentially what this boils down to. Um, in Amber's summary, it is practicing a skill. So Grant just talked about practice. So executing the the definition of that skill, like trying it yourself and doing it multiple times. Practicing a skill makes it more intuitive and faster with less decision-making time. So you think of something that 
when you try something new for the first time, if you're trying a free throw for the first time, you kind of have to think a lot about the actions you're taking. Yeah. Like, okay, I stand right here and I hold the ball like this. You try and position it just right. But when it when you've done it multiple times, it decreases the amount of time you need to make that decision to get to the point where you're ready to execute, right? Yeah. Um, so in practicing, we cognitively cache, right? Or we build up a summary of actions plus their outcome, and then the skill becomes habitual. So essentially, the more that you practice, the less time and thought you need to put into doing the thing because your brain has developed those patterns of remembering the techniques, the methods, the processes of that thing. And it doesn't take as much mental effort to get to executing the skill. Yeah, it's it's really a, a, an obvious thing, even if you're not like used to playing basketball. Like think about driving, like for those of yeah. you who are driving, like the first time you get in the car, you're like, I don't know what everything does. And then now, like a couple of years into it or a couple even weeks or even months into driving, yeah. like somebody is fairly competent or yeah. most people are or some hopefully so, hopefully some, everyone is some people are <laughs> debatable <laughs> debatable uh but but that is the that's what happens like what you're talking about these things are becoming habitual and i think how that shows up in giving we often maybe don't think of giving in that same light but i think two things come to my mind as i think about that the first is being able to recognize opportunities yes. like the more practice the more you're able to be involved with it the more you're like oh I remember I did something like this before. Mm -hmm. I can do like something like this again, or I have that confidence. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I would say is that the actual skill of giving also becomes habitual. Like an example being like, I need to be empathetic or ask a question about how this person is doing or if they want to be helped. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you, maybe that isn't even present um, to begin with. And so uh, that is really something that I feel like is a really important piece of the equation when it comes to giving is this concept of building the habit of giving, or we kind of like to summarize it on our back end as the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like giving is a lifestyle, and I think yeah. that's the habit part of of things. I think so too. So one of the other things that we've realized is that, and we've talked about this before as we've shared reachable giving opportunities, is another piece of this is examples. Like having mm-hmm. practical examples to be able to go off of is so crucial and important to people understanding what is possible, the form, the technique, all of those types of things. And kind of coming back to Steph Curry, what's ironic about Steph Curry is that on a podcast called Hot Ones, you've probably heard of it, uh, Steph was interviewed and asked who his icons were in the basketball space. And he came up with, with two icons. The first was Steve Nash and the second was Reggie Miller. And what's really interesting about the whole concept is that the person that is right below Steph Curry in free throw percentage is Steve Nash. <laughs> and he's got 90%, 90.43%. So Steph Curry is like 0.43 better than oh Steve Nash, gosh. but it's like so small. And like, yeah, it makes sense because he was watching him and said, oh, he had incredible ball control and is a good free throw shooter and all those types of things. And lo and behold, here we go. Steph wow. Curry coming through. Wow. Seeing, seeing it's so true. Like watching someone execute something well that you are trying to do like some people are visual learners I think to some degree I think we all have somewhat of visual learning lifestyle but oh my gosh watching someone successfully and effectively execute a skill that you're trying to do is so helpful so finding someone who's a good example of that if you're trying to get better at giving which is why you're on this podcast yeah um then this is a good place to maybe start that is to say okay what are some things I can emulate 
What are some things I can try and adopt for myself? This is a good way to do that. Yeah, and we've talked about some of those on the podcast before, but moving forward, one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to really highlight like the whole process behind it and take full episodes to walk through certain giving opportunities. The one that's coming up that I'm really excited about is that we're doing this big trunk or treat with Make-A-Wish this next week. Yeah, we are. It's really, really cool. And a lot of amazing things have happened and we've learned a lot from it. And so we're going to do a whole episode on that thing itself, on that particular activity. And so that's another thing that you can look forward to is like actual examples, because I think that's part of the hardest thing about giving. It's like, I want to give what do I do? And there's so many good opportunities, but it can be overwhelming. Yeah. It's hard to decide on something to do when you don't always know how to do it or you totally. haven't seen it done. So totally. Yeah. yeah. That's what we call it. Reachable, reachable giving. That's yes. what we're trying to do. So the last piece that we want to speak into, so we've talked about four kind of components of giving or of building a skill set of giving. The last piece of what we wanted to talk about is kind of this emotional side yeah. of the equation. Yeah. Um, this is something that's got a couple different facets to it, but the one that um, I thought of initially is um, like, why is emotion a part of having a skill, right? Mm, yeah. Um, and you think of, I mean, we're going to stray away a little bit from the basketball example because <laughs> I'm going to confess. I'll bring us back, I promise. Grant will bring us back to free throws. Uh, it'll get there. But I have less experience in basketball, more experience with music. Um, so if you think of um, someone who's played a musical instrument before, right? You know that music is written on sheet paper right yeah. like uh you write music as like a language essentially right you know what the symbols mean and you know what keys to play on a piano or what frets to hit on a guitar right you know how to execute playing the note and that is a skill but if you're playing for someone and you're just like playing it as it's written it's not going to have as much of an emotional effect on the receiver as if you are playing with the emotion you feel attached to it mm. so you think of someone who like can play the piano and they just kind of play out the notes and it's pretty, they had good technique. Like it sounded like a piano piece and it was complicated and it was elaborate and it was a good demonstration of skill. But when someone feels an emotion behind what they're doing as they're executing it, that transitions through to the receiver of that skill or the observer. Mm. Um, and then it makes a bigger impact on both the person who's executing the skill. So in this case, the giver, it makes a bigger impact on them as well as on the receiver or the one who's observing when you have an emotional connection to it. Cause someone can play a great piano piece and I can say, wow, that was a good demonstration of technique. But if someone plays something and it moves me because mm. they've put that movement into it. That's when I think it makes it not just a skill that I have executed and done. It is I have really created something meaningful from this experience. Yeah, it really is like that that payoff or what, from my perspective, is kind of like the climax of skill. Yeah. And when it comes to giving, like being able to show emotion and empathy during the experience of giving, like I don't know if I can think of anything that's more crucial yeah. to being <laughs> good or having the skill set of giving than doing that. Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. The other side of the emotional equation, we kind of break this down into two parts, actually. The other side that's really interesting is, and um, and bringing this back to maybe the free throw side of the equation, is not only is this like emotional piece involved, like the reason why people love watching Steph Curry is because he's just like, love him or hate him, he's a good time to watch. Like, <laughs> that's, that's just how it works. And you can tell he loves the game of basketball. And so it's like really passionate, he's really passionate about it. Um, but the other side of the emotion is the 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 pressure and the challenge of performing when emotions are high. 
Yeah. And oftentimes that's how giving is. These these situations are not usually happy for people. Like if somebody needs help, it's not because they're like having a great day. Right. Like most of the time it's really hard. And especially when you get into some of the serious stuff, like what I talked about last week with Israel and Gaza, like these people need help. And it's a terrible thing that's happening. You have to have a ton of empathy and and emotion um, to be able to be involved with some of these things. And it takes some of that skill to be able to get there. So I I just feel like that's another piece. Like when Steph Curry is jumping on the free throw to make a shot, especially late in the game, there's a lot of additional emotional pressure and resilience that someone needs in that. Same thing happens when you are giving. So just as a recap, the the five things that we are going to be covering, the five topics that we believe building a skill set requires is the knowledge side of the skill development that then turns into practicing that said knowledge and that practice over time turns into habits, which then is informed by people around you. So these examples of people and things that are around you and then kind of rounding things off with um, maybe like the, I, went, I was about to say cherry on top, but it's like almost the entire dessert, it is, which yeah. <laughs> is like the emotional side of the equation, both from like how you're involved with it emotionally and your resilience mm-hmm. as an emotional person in the giving side of the equation. Exactly. Exactly. I had a thought. You were going to say something. Go for yeah, it. I was. Oh, here it is. Okay. I almost lost it. Um, so there's, there's a lot. We, Grant has done a previous episode about compassion fatigue. Um, and sometimes having that emotional part is really taxing and can be kind of a difficult hurdle. So uh, if all you can do right now is just execute, uh, you can learn it and you can try it and like practice it to try to build a habit, but you're kind of having a hard time with the emotional part. That doesn't mean you are not doing a skill, yeah. right? So it doesn't take mastery of all these parts all at once to make any kind of progress. Like there's still like issues that, you know, as I do service projects or as, as I try to find ways to reach out and help someone that maybe I could be a little bit better on the empathy side of these yeah. things, but it doesn't make me entirely ineffective as a person. Totally, It's still worth trying and practicing and executing as you learn to build the emotional connection as part of this. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I feel like that is literally what we're attempting to say on this podcast. It's yeah. like, Hey, there's these different areas that comes with building a skill and you're likely not good at all of them no and nobody is i'm gonna put myself on the on the docket here and say like there's so much that i have to learn in each one of these areas Mm -hmm. and that's what makes this really exciting because not only um are amber and i involved with talking about it but we're also doing it on the back end absolutely which is so fun for us and that's why we're doing this together like this is not a podcast of like welcome to the phd on giving (laughs) with amber and grant the most like degreed people in the world when it comes to this. No, like we're ordinary people just like you that want to make an impact. And we've learned some things as we've gone through that. We want to share them and we want to give you the opportunity to do that so we can make a difference as a community. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty good. We, we are so excited about this new phase of, of this podcast. I am so grateful for Amber's contribution to everything that we're doing down here in the basement. We're not moving out of the basement. We are still going to be here. Yeah, there's going to be a better better sign in the background. Uh, but we're really excited because it's so much easier to grasp this concept. And that's really why we did the whole rebrand to begin with is it made sense for us to 
ground giving in something that was more relatable mm-hmm. than maybe philanthropy was, you know, a word that's kind of hard to say and, and is kind of unreachable in some respects. Mm-hmm. We just felt like, hey, we want to be doing giving or bringing giving to people in a way that allows them to see themselves in it. And everybody's developing skills and everybody needs help developing skills. And so that's how we want to show up for you. And it's also one of the reasons why we want to do a podcast. Like every week, if you listen to what we have to say on this podcast, every Tuesday for 15 minutes, you, you'll you'll think about giving more. And it's one of the reasons why we just love this medium as far as a podcast, because it allows us and you to be able to consistently think about what we are doing here and the skill set that we want to develop in giving. Mm-hmm. You think of like, even if you practice a skill for a long time and then you're out of practice for a while, it becomes harder to pick it back up. So yeah. having some kind of consistency in listening to this podcast every week or having a regular routine of giving or uh, practicing different parts of the skill of giving is so important. Like you think people who like learn another language and then maybe yeah. they don't speak it for a lot of years and they're really out of practice and they've forgotten a lot of things. So the biggest way to improve is to have a regular component of giving in your life, even if you just start by listening to the podcast every week. That's it. Yep. We are here to support you in building your lifestyle of giving and really to help everybody. And that includes Amber and myself to just give a little better every single day and every time we have a chance to be able to do that. So thank you for joining us on this podcast. We're just thrilled to be able to continue to run this and take us into the new phase of of where we're headed. And we can't wait to see what what good and impact that we all can do with our time, talents, and money together. Talk soon.